Hallelujah! 
saw them under the mighty power of the Almighty God. I saw them telling their testimonies. I saw them telling at such young ages. They were telling it to the point where it made those who were sick question what those kids had. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because they told it from a standpoint that they knew what they were talking about. Hallelujah. 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 Oh. Hallelujah. God is not moved by our ages. He just wanted that. Amen. I heard this bird say he, he got to be 88. Is that so? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As long as there's breath, he has need of us. Hallelujah. 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 There's a scripture that says that he would raise up the tree if we don't praise him. The rocks will even cry out. Hallelujah! It's not rocks that are going to cry on behalf of the Lord and Hallelujah! 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 He said, Not to me. Hallelujah! 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 You know, we're a little old fashioned and a little stiff. Well, we serve a living God. We got to shake it up and loosen up and get ready for his move. Hallelujah. I said we got to get ready for his move. Because guess what? He's moving in the earth with the God. He will raise up a people that he has chosen us to do a job. That if we don't, you know, move forward to do what God told us to do, he's got somebody else that will take your place. His intentions were for you, but if you don't get up and do it, he's got another that will run. That will run for Hallelujah. And my my quest for you today is for us as women. Hallelujah. Today boldly take our rightful place. Hallelujah. Amen. According to what the word says. Whatever that may be. Because I remember the young girl on the job. Had she not been there, I thought, yes, he could have used somebody else, but he used someone. And I came into the fold because of a life. Hallelujah. We are to bring these souls. Hallelujah. I like to exemplify God in such a way that somebody ought to want to come to those souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The stories we tell will make them want to come in and sit down. Amen. And get more and more of God and find whatever it is that God has to them to do and be about their father's business. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just come to encourage the women and to all those who are here. Amen. Oh, God, Jesus, make our hands way I'm speaking to the Lord at first. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to the glory at first. Hallelujah. 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 So, uh, for the day, it's just, it's just us taking our rightful place. We got to give our testimony. 
the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. If we don't tell the story, they can't be heard. They can't be heard. Somebody needs to know what God has done for us. What is he continuing to do? Amen. 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 So the story is not told. And if it's told in a song today, if it's told in a testimony, if it's told in a scripture, however it's told, let it be said and let it be sung. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think first that I'm going to call to the floor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My very own sister Irma. Hallelujah. I saw a head just go like that. Hallelujah. 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 God hadn't been with me, if he hadn't helped me with my children, if he hadn't thought to it that food was on the table and clothes were on my back, kept me with a job, I believe God and I thank him for the future. As he's done in the past, I know he'll do in the future because he's a faithful God and he promised he'd never leave us. He'd never forsake us. Hallelujah. He'd never ever Oh my God, just cast us off. And I praise God for his love. I want you to pray for me. As all of you are, I know all of us are going through something. All of us have our trials, our tests, the making of us. Oh God, sometimes it's not fun. I think about Joseph in the Bible sometimes. I heard a minister say he was in that dungeon for 13 years. Can you imagine? He had done everything right. And yet, he was in the dungeon. He was living for God, and he knew God. And he didn't know why things had turned out like they were. I mean, his own brothers turned against him. That had to be so very hard. He could have lost his mind trying to figure out why. But oh, he knew in time God was going to do something. God was not going to leave him because the scriptures say, I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I'll be with you even unto the end. And that's what I'm looking for in my God. I'm going through things that I don't understand in my life right now. Things that I didn't see coming in my life right now. But you know what? God saw them coming. And he's got a plan. He promised he'd have a plan for each one of us. Hallelujah, and it's the making of me. I got to go through till he brings me out. And when he brings me out, she's not quite baked yet. I got to put her back in the stove. Hallelujah. If that's the way it has to be, I trust him. And I know he'll be there with me. So just keep on praying for me. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh Lord, my Father, there 
And um, she will probably be shocked that I even called her name. But um, every time she comes to the door, my heart is always glad to see each and every one of you. But when she walks through the door, my heart always jumps. And her name is such a touch
of soul ties or because of relationships, past relationships that you have, have had with other people and you want to be supportive. But I remember coming here some time ago and my heart was in the right place and I wanted to be with my brother because my heart was in the right place. And I fell off because I kept questioning, am I doing this because this is my brother? Am I doing this because I just want to show support? And I fell off the scene for a while, and God knows, he came and he kept nudging me. He kept on nudging me, kept on nudging me, kept on nudging me. Until the point where I began to question, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? Because I don't like to play hopscotch with God. I don't want to be in a place here and a place somewhere else another six months and a place here and a place there. I've been there and I've done that and I've learned my lesson that it's not good to, to move suddenly and to always seek God for guidance. And with that being said, God led me back here and it was through the choice that I made with God's leadings, that he gave me the mind, he gave me the heart, he gave me the longing to come back here, not because Timothy is my brother, but because I needed to be here. God has something in store for me, and I'm not, I haven't had it all worked out, but I just know that I kept praying and I kept praying, asking God, what is your purpose for me, Lord? I know what my natural purpose is. God has given me gifts and I have utilized them. But all of that seemed to fade away when I kept my mind. I started uh, leaning more towards God and less towards the natural. And that was my whole purpose because it's good to be places, it's good to to have good things is good to want good things and sometimes as they say you are a good person or this is a good thing but your good is not good for me and so with that being said I said I'm going to focus more on my relationship with God and Knowing that being, you can't go wrong being in the will of God. And I know there back in 411, there was um, the song, the safest place is in the will of God. And I know that without God in my life, without being in his will, you, you can't you're going to miss the things that are bad for you, which is a good thing. But if, you, if God has you in the palm of his hand, he has shielded you from a lot of things. Even though your heart may be 
or you may desire certain things. A lot of us, it's just a natural process that we go through, that we want things, we can do this, and we can do that, and we can. We have the ability to do a lot of things because we have free will. That may not be God's will for us. And so I condition myself, or I am in the process of conditioning myself. God is not through with me. Um, I'm trying to be led by God. I want to be led by God. God knows my heart. And so I may stumble, I may make mistakes, but all I want to do is be in the will of God. I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to speak what God would have me to speak. I want to live the life that God wants me to live. Because when it's all said and done, those earthly things you can't take with you. There's a lot of things that we can say we accomplish on this earth. But I don't want to do anything and get the glory out of it. I want God to be able to get the glory out of it. And I'll say this, there's this testimony that I have to give. I know many of you know my story about God delivering me from being paralyzed. And I'm not going to keep telling that story over and over again to the same people, but I will say this. You can be raised, and this is Natasha, you bless my soul, because my daughter, oldest daughter, is in the same mindset, and I will say this, and I can witness to partially of that, you can be raised in the church all your days of your life, and when you come of age, there are certain seeds that have been planted in you. And those seeds can be hidden until you go against the grain. And then God brings you to your knees. And that's one thing you don't want to do, is for God to bring you to your knees. But I will say this, according to the word of God, you must have faith. You have to have faith. You must believe that he is and he is the person that will do what he says he will do. And in order to do that, I went through this situation. And God knows through all of the years, all of the years, all of the testimonies of the saints, you sit there and you listen, and you're, you're conditioned or you're trained or you're, you're brought up to believe. You're brought up to believe in God. You're brought up to believe, brought up to believe that He is a faithful God. He's He is a healer and He's a deliverer. And you sit there as a child and you believe these things because you have respect for your parents. And I'm telling you, saints, if you don't have your own experience, it will always be someone else's experience. And you have to have a personal relationship with God, and you can't do it. On somebody else's testimony. The only thing you can do is have hope that it can be, that it can, that God will do it for you. You have hope that God will do it for you. You can listen to Sister So and so or Brother So and so, and you can say to yourself, you know, I have hope 
that God is going to be able to do that for me. And when that day comes, when you may ask Sister Tasha for something from God, and he doesn't do it for you, I'm a living witness that you just got to keep asking. And you got to pull yourself together and use the word of God as your anchor. You got to get away from everybody else's testimony. And you got to get in that word and you got to find your place in the word. And you got to speak the word of God back to him. You got to call him, not call him to the carpet, but you basically do in layman's terms. You got to call him to the carpet and say, God, this is what your word says. This is what your word says. You said this. And you are the God of this person and that person, and I need you to be the God for me, and you are with them. And so I was in that dark place, saints. I was so dark, I didn't want to be here. I felt I didn't have a purpose because I was operating in the natural sense. So that that became my God. And we all know that God is a jealous God. And I said to myself, I'm putting God, I'm putting these things before God. And how in the world can I expect God to do these things for me and to keep his word when I speak it back to him? I have not put him first. If I haven't done my part to hold him accountable, if I haven't done my part to hold him accountable, and I will say that God had brought me through that dark place. He brought me through with flying colors, I will say, because I could still be in my wheelchair, Lord. I mean, I could still be in the wheelchair coming to church, crying the blues, wallowing in my sorrow, hoping that God would do it for me. But I will say this, God did it. And it was not of my own doing. It was not of the doctor's own doing. It was God that woke my my um, neurological system. He, he woke that up. It was him that woke it up. And he did it in his time, not my time. I became offended because it wasn't happening fast enough. But I say... That I kept calling the word on, on uh, kept calling, speaking the word, and my brothers would come into the room and they would say, you know what, sis, you gotta have faith, you gotta have faith, and everybody was being so positive, and I kept saying, y'all ain't never been paralyzed. I mean, how can you say? I know you say that God is this, and you say that God is that, but you have not lived in my shoes not one day. So how can you say be positive? And I couldn't understand it for the life of me. But I will say that I allowed myself, because um, sometimes we can get in our pity, pity party and we can become sort of depressed or feel hopeless and feel like, where are you? And there have been days in my uh, paralyzed state that I felt like God had truly forsaken me. And I let myself be human for a minute. And I took away the spiritual part of it, and I cried out to God. And I let him know truly how I felt about that situation. 
And I had to be real with myself. I had to be real with God and how I truly felt before I could even move to the next step. You know, you can't have those things in your mind. You're thinking one thing and you're speaking another. So I had to get those things off my chest before I could even come to the throne of grace and ask for forgiveness and ask for God to lead me and guide me and to heal me and to, and for me to go through all of what I, you know, um, spoke of before. And I thank God that he is still leading me and he is still guiding me. And again, all I want to do is be in the will of God. But I will say this and I'm going to go. I, uh, many of you know I have two daughters. And one is more like me and one is not so much like me, in a sense. They both have traits of me. But uh, from a spiritual standpoint, you know, my middle child has always been the one to, I guess we can call it debate. We have healthy debate. And she's the child that needs to be, you know, explained a lot of things to the what's and the why's. And, you know, I couldn't raise her. You know, you do as I say, not as I do. And uh, that didn't work. Because I wasn't living what I was supposed to be living. So how could I tell her what Sister So-and-so said? <laughs> and her mother wasn't doing everything she was doing. But all I could do was speak what I was taught to her. And I can truly say now that um, she's leaning more on the spiritual side. She's thinking about going to ministerial school or whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, Theological school. Her heart is really leaning towards God, and we we talk about you know different things in the Bible, and she calls me for advice. And um, I've always been the one to speak the natural first and try to relate relate it to what's in the Bible. And I'm not a Bible scholar by any you know sense of imagination, but I will say that. Those things that were planted in me, I was able to speak them. And I will say this, uh, God or Jesus spoke in parables. And I spoke in parables to my daughter to the point where she kind of understood where I was saying. She's like, well, what does the Bible say? I don't want to hear what you have to say. I'm like, well, you know what? That's the best way I can explain it. We are. I can't find it. I know it's in the Word, but I'll get back to you on that. And that was uh, when I thought about that and I read about it and how he spoke in parables because that was how, as we, we saw or heard in Sunday school, um, how you got to know your audience. And God spoke in parables because that was the best way to uh, for them to understand. And um, my oldest daughter got in some trouble, some really bad trouble. She's been in the Marines, and a uh, few of you know my, my uh, testimony, you know her situation. I won't go into too much detail, but she did get into a really bad situation. 
And to the point where she finally called me when she got out. And for some reason, I know Brother Bird's been praying. My brother's been praying. A lot of you all have been praying. And she was considered to be, to me, and my other daughter, um, according to her studies, um, an atheist. And to me, that broke my heart. And I kept saying to God, you're going to have to give me the words. You're going to have to give me the words because this cannot be. This cannot be. I refuse to believe and accept that this is the road that she's going down. And for whatever reason, it's been some years that she's made up her mind. You know, this is what I believe. I can't believe anything I don't see. And that came back to uh, not haunt her, but to for me to bring back to her remembrance as she was in this, this trouble she was in and she called me and she said, Mom, I'm out now. I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, she began to tell me her, her testimony. And it shocked me because I was not ready or should I say I wasn't. It just caught me off guard. You know, I'm, I'm still thinking, you know, I say every now and then, well, you know, I'm praying for you. I know you don't believe, but I'm praying for you. There are many people praying for you on your behalf that, you know, God works this thing out in your favor. And um, she told me her story. She, even before she got in trouble, she began seeing a chaplain on base. And she said, you know, Mom, I learned about the spirit. What is she talking about? Is this finally a breakthrough, you know, through the chaplain? And she quickly texts me, no, I'm not the Holy Spirit, the spirit man. And I said, well, you know what, I'm not going to knock it because, again, back to Jesus and the parable, sometimes you you got to know when to plant the seed. You can't force seed things to people. You have to be led by God what to say and when to say it as it relates to their situation. And so with her, you can't force feed her. So I knew this, so I would then do the parables and, you know, from a natural sense. And and I, and I told my daughter about that, and my daughter said, well, Mom, you just have to, you know, give her the, the word of God. You, you, you just have to... Um, you know, um, give her the gospel, you know, she's just, you know, and I said, well, Allison, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm dealing with. I know what I'm doing, and I got the people of God praying, and uh, you have to understand that um, it, you don't want to irritate or run a person away from God through the King James Version. Let, let's just say that. Many people don't understand the King James Version. Some people understand the New International Version. I mean, now it's probably like seven or eight, nine, ten versions. But if you can give a parable 
of that King James Version, you're really saying the same thing, but it's 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 to a point where that person can understand it. And so I call myself doing that. And, and so get back to my point, and I'll be done. And I know I said that before, but I'm really going to be done this time. But she, in this dark hole she was in, she was like in solitary confinement. And she was such in a dark place that she said, I don't understand why. She said, Mama just started slipping out, just slipping out, and slipping and slipping. And the person that was getting out or being released was, said, you know what, girl? Don't let this place, you know, make you lose it. And she said, keep your head up. And Candace said that she had, um, she had her head down and she heard her. But she was still sinking deeper and deeper and deeper. And then for whatever reason, she looked up at the wall. And I can't remember what scripture there was, but there was a partial scripture written on the wall. She said, no, mom, I'm not hallucinating. This is something that I saw written on the wall. And she read that, and when she read it, she slowly came out of that dark place. And I praise God for that. And she said, all of a sudden, I just started saying, I'm sorry. She said, I don't know what I was saying, sorry, for to who? I said, baby, you were saying sorry to God. Whether you believe it or not, but that was God. And she kept saying, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I thank God for that one moment. Because for me, that was a victory. Small or large. It was the beginning. And she admitted to me, she said, yeah, you know, I might have, you know, I know I got the size of a mustard seed about 0.999. You know, I said, well, baby, just don't get it to zero. Just don't get it to zero. I'll take whatever I can get with the people that are praying for you and everything that I'm praying, but just don't let it go to zero, you know. And so she began, she said the chaplain visited her again, and uh, he had some kind of uh, round table discussion and they it's a certain day where they have where they can freely speak and uh she got up and well the process is you have a balloon and you're supposed to let out your balloon and that means okay i want to release whatever's on my heart and she let her balloon out and she stood up and she said i don't know again why that I get up and I close my eyes and I said, Yay, you know, I walked in the valley to the shadow of death. I should fear no evil for thou art with me. And that's all she knew. And she took it upon herself to find that scripture because she knew it was in And I began to thank God for the little Easter Sunday. <laughs> You know, thank you, God, for the little Easter Sundays and the different things that we teach, taught the kids when they were young. And 
I praise God for that moment because that was the moment that I thank God that that seed was planted in her and it applied to her situation. And I said, you know, it's funny that you said that because we were talking about that last Sunday about the shadow. And I said, you know, the shadow is hovering over you right now. That spirit is hovering over you right now. It's just that. It's a shadow. It's not meant to overtake you. God is with you. And the chaplain told her she was either in a season of uh, a season of like going through or a season of deliverance. I can't remember exactly the wording, but for time's sake, she said, you know, I believe I'm in a season of um, uh, covering or, you know, getting through it. And because there, even though she was where she was, there were a lot of people that were on her side that were, it was unjustified. That's why she was in there. It was just unjustified. And this might have been the third time it happened. And uh, she's kind of like me. I'm a, I mean, you're not going to catch me down. I'm going to fight. And um, to a certain degree, um, that particular moment, she, she said, I said, well, you know, she said, Mom, I think I pray. I'm not sure, but I don't, I don't say the words. I use my inside voice. And I say, you know what? God don't even care. He don't care if you say it out loud, just as long as you say it with inside, your inside voice. And I said, you're making progress, and I'm not going to beat, browbeat you with the Bible, but just know that God is covering you, and you're going to make it. You are seriously going to make it. I don't care. Whatever you do, just keep doing what you're doing. And you have to take, again, baby steps with knowing what I know about her. And some people may think differently that you just got to just give it to them. And that's just the word, and that's what it says. And you just out of God or you just out of line. But I thank God for giving me the wisdom, and I thank God for your prayers. I thank God for um, that those small victories, because when I was paralyzed, I could say some things to her about God. And it was just I was met with resistance. I don't want to hear it. I don't ever want to hear it. And that, like I said, that broke me. But because of that circum the circumstances that she's been in, just like I was in, God brought me to my lowest. And through that, um, I found what I began to understand what faith was. And that's what I needed to have. Without faith, is it impossible to please him? And I must say that Keep praying for me. Keep praying for my family as I continue to pray for you. And I thank you for this space. It's such a long space. But I hope that I have reached someone, maybe someone that is doubting who God is, doubting what he is, if there is a God. And I can truly say, from my own experience, he's real. 
He is definitely real. He's definitely real. Thank you.
expect the incredible, receives the impossible. Step in and having faith that He's going to do 
um, what I desire from him, you know, and I'm just asking you guys to pray my strength in the Lord and to pray that um, I just get through this whatever, the shadow, you know, looking for that shadow to come, uh, come from over me as well. So thank you guys so much. Praise God. I am a friend of Alicia. I met her at work. And I was a special ed teacher and I always gravitate towards the people behind the scenes, not the principal, not even my peers. There's always the other staff. And she has been truly a blessing. She's a sister that I didn't know I had. We went to the same high school. So she's a blessing. I got ill July 12, 2012. I always celebrate my anniversary of going. But I was brought back. The doctors kept telling my family, you need to go ahead and unhook her. Disconnect. She's not going to live long. She's not going to breathe long. But everyone kept saying, you're not God. You don't know what is in store for her. So I was brought back, and I had to go through the struggles of dealing with oxygen, learning how to walk, moving my body again. And, you know, this, this song just kept coming to me. I never learned that, but I would always go to my cell phone when I was able, four months later, and just play it. And listen to those folks who down south singing it. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are from the south. I was born in the South, but I was raised in Chicago. He's been good. And he's been good to me. I love him, I love him, I love him, I love him. He has set me free. He's been good, and I love him. Thank you. And once again, thank you for all of you who stood that page around me and prayed for me. I thank you. Thank you. Did we make sure we get we got all the guests? Just want to make sure. Am I forgetting anybody? Amen. You know what? One last she's not a guest, but she's been out of service a little while and I'm just like, can you give me one minute, if not more than just a Thank you, Jesus, or something quick. Sharon. This Lord just brought back a month, so thank you. I just want to say it is a blessing to be here. Of course, Alicia is the one that brought me into the program. And I have been coming to visit with you guys since you were at 411. But you are like a church home to me. I appreciate you. I love you. I thank you for your prayers. You have gotten me through a serious year. And I thank you so much. I'm not going to go into detail. Some of you already know. But listen, I've had people that have been brought back. I have been brought through a lot. 
And I know it is because I know people like you that are behind the scenes praying, and I thank you all so much. Please continue to do that because we need you. We all need each other. And I thank you all. And praise God. Always praise God because faith does move mountains. I swear. Thank you. Can we stand to our feet? Can we stand to our feet? Say thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. I'm going to know what to believe the Bible. Amen. If you believe the Bible, I need you to stand with me. Amen. The Bible says one can put a thousand to flight, but it also says two can put ten thousand. Amen. And if you keep adding to that, after a while, I, I, I don't know what's after ten thousand. I, I know it's more than a hundred thousand. Amen. So it, it's more than one of us here. It's more than two of us here. But I'm asking you to stand with me today. Are you with me? Amen. Because I, I, I just want to shake two people's hands. And I, I, I'm asking God for something that they will never be the same from this day forth. Are you with me? Are you with me? Can I get somebody to stand with me? What scripture are we standing on? The scripture that we are standing on is the Bible says, what things however that you desire when you pray to believe that you receive it and you shall have it. There are no stipulations on that. Are you with me? It says whatsoever you desire when you pray. Well, I'm believing that two individuals will never be the same from this day forth. Are you with me? Tasha, I want to shake your hand. I want to shake your hand. Would you allow me to shake your hand? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I you.
You been? You go? You go? Did you go to church this week? Uh, no, Mama, but uh, you know I'm going next week. I'm going this coming Sunday. But she kept after me. She she wouldn't try to force her hand. She never tried to force her hand. So that's where the wisdom came out, Sister Alicia. That's where the wisdom came out. You don't force your hand. When you force your hand, you run away. But uh, she kept using wisdom. And then one day I called and testified to her. And she knew where I was at that point. And then the call started, started dropping off after that. <laughs> the call started dropping off. <laughs> but thank God for wisdom. At this moment, we're going to begin to take offering. Just as God brought us wisdom, He brought us. He showed us some miracles in different ones' lives that God displayed in different ones' lives and the hope that He given to others. Just as He's done that, remember God in your giving. Remember Him in giving. And uh, you may not see it. You're not going to see it right away. It may be down the road. But you begin to see the benefits. But uh, we're going to keep that in mind. And we're going to be active in our giving. Those of you that are able to come down, I want to see you come down. Those of you not able, don't even, you just sit where you are. Because you, you put your hours in, you put your years in and all that. But those of you who are able, I want your legs moving. Be active in your giving. This is part of worship. Giving is part of worship. So those of you, you are able to start on the left side. The Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the miracles. We thank you for the wisdom. We thank you, Lord, for the increase. Now, Lord, we ask that you place on our hearts and minds what to give back to you, Lord. And we ask you to bless back to us in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank God. Amen. On my left side, y'all, your active legs, please walk forward with your giving. And if, even if you don't have anything in your hand, just come on down. Come on down. If those of you can't make it, one of the young men will be out to Those of you on my right side, those of you are able, come on down, come on down, come on down. Let's give a, a, a hand to our First Lady again. Come on up here, First Lady. 
Amen. For I'm the Lord to you, sir. Amen. 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 I tell you, we got a beautiful first lady. Right, God? How do we have a beautiful first lady? Amen, amen, amen. I, I'd like to throw in a, a quick uh, announcement um, about the, the book club. Amen. The book club is getting ready to kick off, but uh, we just like to get, let her get an announcement in, and then we're going to pray. Amen. I'm going to make this really brief. I just want to say to the women, our, our very first book is entitled uh, Sisterhood. Amen. It's by uh, um, Pastor and First Lady of Hillsong. Uh, Amen. And uh, yeah, Bobby Houston is the, is the author. And uh, it's sold anywhere books are sold. You know how it is done. You can do your iBook or uh, Amazon. However, way you want to buy it online. I've seen an average of $9.99 as well as I've seen it. Um, at the max, it's probably about $13, $14. Okay? So that's our cutoff. So we want all those who are interested in um, being a part and, and joining in so that we can converse with one another because we all take in information differently. Amen? So we're going to share. I have not read this book. Um, actually, I preferred another book over it, and it's called, uh, um, she had another one out in the state of that. But I said, let's go back because we, we need to, you know, bind together. As sisters in sisterhood, because this is a sisterhood thing going on here. Amen. Because we're going to be so closely knit. Amen. As sisters in the Lord. And that's what I want. Um, and I'm expecting to get through this book, you know, um, us to gain an even greater relationship with one another. You know, we go to our respective places and we don't see one another until we come back here. But it's going to change. Amen. And I'm going to be to change. Amen. So I'm looking forward to it. So let's just get aboard, get ready, even though he said they may not be, you know, you, you just might, it just might be for you. So just try it out. Amen. Amen. And let's try it out. Amen. Can we all stand? We didn't have too many people that were out today, but there still are individuals of us that are not here today. Let's look around amongst us and, and just take a mental picture, a mental uh, photograph, if you want to call it that, and just uh, call their name. Get on the phone, give them a ring, get on your cell phone, email them, text them, you know, holler out your window if they stay next door. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we do have some folks that are from the south here now, so y'all know y'all. My grandmother, you know, she, I, I won't say she was from the south, but whenever she wanted it, she'd get to that front window. She knocked out that front window. <laughs> so let's give someone a call, amen. Thank you again from the bottom of our hearts for coming, those of you that are guests and being with us, and we invite you back to come amongst us and share with us. Amen. Amen. Take someone by the hand, would you please? Father God, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your love and your kindness. Thank you for the multitude of your tender mercies towards us. Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Matthew that you continue to, Lord, increase us. Increase us in our wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. Increase us in our love for thee. Lord God, encamp around about us and keep us from danger seen and unseen. Look upon our children that are in school, Lord. Keep them 
in the name of Jesus. We are asking you in Jesus' name to touch those that are afflicted in their bodies. Touch those that are infirmed in their bodies. In the name of Jesus, send the word of the Lord. Send the word of the Lord which is able to heal, set free, and to deliver in Jesus' mighty name. Give them a personal word. Lord, they've heard words come across this pulpit, but Lord, now give them something from that that was said that will be life to them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Now, Master, let us find our homes as we left them. Keep us from wrecks and accidents and collisions of any kind. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let all of God's people say, thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. You are dismissed. God bless you. Well, that was a blessing.